I'm going to just focus on my own art and I want to offer commissions only when I'm not distracted and I can totally focus on commissions because creating art for someone else is like a feeling like no other. Welcome to Peak Pyrography, the wood-burning podcast where pyrographers and creators come together to talk all things wood-burning. From artistry to process, tools and tricks, we share favorite pieces, what we've learned, and how wood-burning gets us fired up. So grab your burner and your headphones. Let's get burning. Hi friends, welcome back. We are here again. It has been a long time and I am so thrilled to be back with you. So the last time I recorded, I was sitting in Colorado, USA, and today I am sitting in Christchurch, New Zealand, and that is, it has been such a journey to get here. Moving with my husband, a preschooler, and a toddler across the ocean, we sold everything that we had back in the U.S., and then got here, had two weeks in a hotel to find a permanent living situation, and then re-establish ourselves and buy everything and get settled while I change jobs in the process and getting uh, started with that new job. And it's, it's been a lot, um, but I thank you and appreciate your patience on this journey. I'm really excited to finally be bringing you some new episodes. And on that note, we're gonna call this the start of season three. Uh, it's a bit retrospective and the first 12 episodes came out and then we kind of took a pause and re-imagined the podcast and then the next 11 episodes got us until I left the States. And so now sitting here in New Zealand, it's going to be a little bit longer, I think, between episode releases than what I was doing, but I've definitely got some good content to bring you and I'm really excited to bring you lots of new content and uh, very exciting artist that I recorded back in Colorado and I've just been looking for a minute to get it all put together again. And um, so that brings us to today's spark and I know that we're sitting here in the holiday season and you're probably just out of your mind like so much stuff going on but if you find a quiet moment and you're sitting down with your art supplies of any kind, any medium, any style and you need a little bit of inspiration, go ahead and use this word. The spark this week is style from Krista Webb of Blind Love Woodburning. Anything that you make using that, go ahead and post it on Instagram using the hashtag peak pyro spark and i will share a couple of them in stories and just uh, love to see what you create and if it doesn't feel good for you this time of year don't worry about it we'll have other opportunities coming up uh, and now um now we now for today's episode is court o'reilly from hippie north i have been so excited to have court on and to talk to her I've loved her stuff. It is just phenomenal. She's like a magician with how she creates her art and hides little details here and there in the background and everywhere else. Uh, it's really quite, I mean, go check her out on Instagram at Hippie North or anywhere on the internet. And I loved while talking to her, the way that she knows who she is and knows what her value and her worth is and could explain her process and her artistry and it was just so cool so without much without any further ado you've all waited long enough here's court o'reilly hi court welcome on peak pyrography hi thanks for having me really excited to have you here i'm glad that we could get you on yes it is exciting so, Court, where are you? Right now, I am in Coburg in Ontario, Canada. Okay. All right. Nice. Yeah. And it's raining. It's raining. Yeah, because <laughs> we're recording this in... Today. We're recording in at the end of July, so it's probably hot. Yes, it is hot. Yep. Yeah. Hot well, I, I have been so excited to get you on the podcast because I love your art. It is gorgeous, and the the style of it and everything is just so incredible and how did you get started with wood burning uh so how i got started was i bought a canoe paddle for my dad as a wedding gift and i wanted to engrave his initials 
and his uh, ways to. I looked on the internet and I came across, well, I could burn it on myself and all I need is this tool and this piece of graphite paper and easy peasy. So I went for it, I did it and it turned out great. Um, and that's sort of how I got introduced to the tool, but to the actual wood burning art, I, I, from that canoe paddle gift, I put that tool away for about a year and a half. And I think in that time, uh, I was painting a lot. So I was already, you know, exploring my creative outlets. I loved painting. And then I think I came across a picture on Pinterest or somewhere of wood burning art. I was like, I already have that tool. Like that I can do like that. A lot of fun. Yeah. So I think I hopped from one medium to the next and sort of picked up wood burning. And, you know, I was like, I don't want to burn a canoe paddle again. Like, where do I get wood? And I found basswood from Walnut Hollow, which was the uh, tool brand. So the Creative Versa tool, tool I started with. It's still used today. Um, the same like, tool. You haven't had to like yeah. upgrade or anything. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I know. I've, I've broken a couple. So this is definitely <laughs> not the same one. No. Okay. Uh, but like, yeah, definitely. I, I always go back to this tool if it breaks. Like I always replace it. Um, but yeah, so I um, just found some wood and started burning and learning. Yeah. So yeah. when you started, uh, did were you immediately going for the realistic style that so much of your art features, or were you? Did you start with some line art? I think I think my first picture I did was a realistic portrait of John Lennon. And oh my gosh! I don't know why. I was just like, I I want to try, and I knew that you know, I if I get a picture because I my first thing was a canoe paddle with the letters. So really simple line work and lettering. And I was like, all I have to do is trace whatever I want to burn. So let's <laughs> trace this picture of John Lennon. And I just went for it. And I mean, it looks absolutely nothing like anything that I create now. But it's still, like, I was still really impressed uh, with myself, with using the wood burning tool and just kind of making it up as I go. And I found so much joy in that, that I just, I've just not stopped wood burning since then. That's so amazing. Yeah. Do you still have that piece? Is that one that you like? No, I sold it to a friend. So he still has it. And he still reminds me that he has my first piece. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, yeah, though. So, that's so if, cool. you, yeah. if you're ever like, oh, I'm feeling nostalgic. Yeah. Can I show me that piece? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. So yeah. were you always a, a you, you, you did other kinds of art. Did you always do kind of the realistic style? I'm just so impressed by your realistic style. Thank you. Um. So with painting, um, I think I, so with painting, I never posted on social media. There was no um, sharing my art with anyone. It was just simply just for me. It was at the time I was in university studying um, biomedical sciences. So I had this like intense science and math studies and I would balance that with art and like this creative freedom like it was like this freedom there was no formulas it was just yeah messy. it was just it was so different and yeah so art for me I just did anything anything I wanted my dad wanted a, a formula one car so I painted him a formula one car I did people's pets like I I did elephants I did whatever I wanted to whatever was going to make me happy in that moment because it was my outlet it, the only reason I did it was to bring me joy in that moment to de-stress or whatever was going on I used art yeah. do you still go back to painting for that or is wood burning no. that for you now wood burning that now I don't have time to paint I still love painting I know if someone were to be like here court here's a free day of nothing and you have some paint in a canvas I would just that'd be the best day ever like that'd be so yeah. fun yeah but I definitely or girlfriend like, calls you up and she's like let's go do a burn and sip you're like I'm down yeah for sure or right, burn and sip paint and sip yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like for painting I like the realism back to the realism and the style I I never strived to make realistic paintings but I definitely used reference photos and had that whole you know trying to use it, an image to make it look like to represent something it wasn't yeah. just abstract and nothingness I definitely would look at pictures and try to replicate them so I guess I did transfer some 
painting um, techniques and approaches into wood burning. And with painting, I never took classes. I never um, watched tutorials. It was just, I loved grabbing a brush and paint and just doing whatever felt good in that moment. And I did the same with wood burning. So when people ask me like, where did you learn? I'm, I'm like, I truly, truly am self-taught. I don't even know if my techniques are like what everyone else does. I have no idea. I just do what works for me. I've made that tool work for me and I've made that wood work for me. So that's sort of that shift into from painting to wood burning. Yeah. Um, then worked on the realism in wood burning a lot more than I ever did with painting. Because it's, it's such a different medium, depending on which kind of paint you are using. It's Yeah, I was using acrylic paint as well. So you can get kind of realistic with that, but it... Yeah, but with not the, like... With the textures paint. and everything that you do in, in wood burning, you can find yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. easy with wood burning for sure. So when you're when you've got your reference photo, do you transfer anything? Do you like transfer? Oh, if you're let's say burning a bear, do you transfer like approximately the faces here? Yeah. So if I do commissions um, and someone gives me a pet portrait or a person portrait, I will always transfer my important outline so that it's um, proportionate. Um, so I guess eyes are important. Um, nose. Um, mouth, just like your important features that need to be proportionate. But when I'm doing my own work, a lot of that is freehand. Um, because I'm making up the image, I, there is no picture that I'm going from. Like, you know, like sure. one, one entire picture. Like, I, I'll use pieces of pictures. So, like, for example, this piece here is my current work, um, Pick Your Poison. And, you know, this image wasn't found on the internet. I'm making it up as I go but I'll use, like, I'll look at images of black cats and I'll sure. like the eyes off of one cat. I'll love how the ears look here. I'll adjust the nose. I'll add the whiskers where I want. So a lot of it is completely freehand. And that was like a skill that I really had to kind of be brave and trust myself with, which I ended up like really benefiting from um, just kind of going for it and doing it without that guidance of outlines. Um, and yeah, so commissions definitely outlines cause I don't, I want their pet to look like their pet, but when I'm doing my own work, a right. bear or a cat or whatever it is, it doesn't have to look like any, an image for anyone. Right. It just has to look like a cat or a bear. So, right. Yeah. 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 So I don't, I won't transfer the outlines, but I will definitely look at pictures and pick what parts of the pictures I like and add it in. That is a skill. I'm impressed. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's work for me and it's a skill yeah. that many, many years um I had to work on and strengthen it for sure because years ago I, I could have never trusted myself doing that or believed that I could do it. So how long ago did you get started with wood burning? Seven and a half years. Wow. And I've been going hard since day one. Yeah. <laughs> My journey started just like boom right into like commissions and yeah, it's, it feels pretty nonstop, and it's been quite, quite a journey navigating the art world. Coming, yeah. not coming from it. Like I had, I don't even know proper terms. Um, you know, I just learned with that science from, background. Yeah, like I, I just like when I wrote my book, I, I had to like learn terms to teach. Like I couldn't just make up words to. You know, right. Like I had do, to do the dot it. technique thing. Yeah. Like you can't write stippling, that. Stippling. stippling. Yeah. Like, like dot work. I didn't know what that was. Like just stuff like that. Like basic, basic foundational terms for art. I, I don't know. I just. So anyway, yeah, it's been a learning experience for me too. But you, you learned them and you've, you know, you've yeah. come a long way. So from John Lennon, did you go straight into commissions and like somebody, your friend was like, I'll buy that. And then you just kept going. Yeah, so um, I definitely started putting pictures on my Facebook. So just friends and family could see what I've been up to because I was really proud of it. I was like, you know, look at what I, look what I made. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to share that with no intention of, like, trying to get orders or anything. It was just, you know, look what I made. I'm so proud. I'm so happy. Um, and then I had a couple friends ask for uh, pet portraits. Um, and I also, within the first 
few months of wood burning and doing my own art and taking maybe two or three commissions from f- friends and family and, you know, charging like 20 bucks. Right. <laughs> like how it goes when you first start. Um, I was like, um, what else can I do with wood burning? Like, this is fun. Like, I, I've never had anyone ask me to do something like that before. And it felt really good to kind of offer a service. Like there was a demand coming my way and I was like, I can, I can supply this demand. Like I've never had that in my life and it felt um, really good. So I kept going with it. And at the time I was working full time, I was working also in a yoga studio almost every day teaching yoga. And I was like, I still, I like, I love working hard. So I was like, what else can I add to my plate? So I was like, let's do wood burning. So then I uh, found this company they had just started, they had lived, they lived like 30 minutes away from me and they um, were just a couple guys my age and they uh, made uh, charcuterie boards and just some wooden products like that. And I reached out to them, I'm like, do you wanna meet up? Like I do wood burning if maybe you wanna like work together and yeah. sort of extension to your business for custom art. And so we met up and we worked together for a couple years and I did so many commissions for them and that really helped get my name out there because I was able to do so many orders and start sharing on my socials. Like, this is what I've done. This is what I've done today. This is, you know, and it was just like, I had a lot of work lined up. And I think that helped my legitimacy of my business to other people go, oh, like she takes orders. Let's order from her, you know? So right. it really did help um, sort of snowball that for me and then I was able to like go more solo so more my own stuff and not had to depend on anyone else for um collaborating with to get orders so so now these days you get wood and you create your own things and then you get to yeah and honestly every year like even where I am right now I'm not um committed to keeping my business exactly like how it is now like every single year is different Sometimes it's lots of commissions or actually the early years, it was mostly commissioned work. I didn't really have the time to just do my own art. So I would do so, so many commissions and I get so much practice wood burning because it was like, I had to do it. I'm getting paid for it. I have deadlines. Like I had to bust out so much wood burning that if I wasn't taking orders and having it as part of a business, I would have never wood burned that much or that many right. things like, you know, people's pets and Uh, faces like I would have never had that practice because I would have never just done that for fun so all these commissions helped me grow my skills and then eventually like this is the first year after seven years this is the first year I've prioritized just wood burning my own art yeah after seven years I am in self-discovery mode I am figuring out what I enjoy burning because I don't know (laughs) I'm trying to find my style because I don't know because I've been so like intensely doing commissions and work for other people and growing my skills but not applying those new skills to like my own ideas in my head so So what's that process looking like for you to create my own art yeah well great question so (laughs) whenever I did get the chance to make my own art before this year Pencil, paper, and hundreds of pieces of paper because just I would go through ideas and ideas. But now I was like, okay, I got to work smarter, not harder. So I bought myself an iPad and now I digitally mock up and outline my ideas. So I'll take a picture of whatever wood I'm working on. So it's just the blank wood. And then I will put that into Procreate on the iPad. And I will draw on it or I will take stock photos and I'll, I'll figure out composition of kind of what I want and how I even know kind of like what I'm going to draw is that my ideas always start with keywords and a theme. So for organized chaos, I had it all planned out before I even started my first piece and having that sort of blueprint to stick to and commit to and discipline myself to for that whole like four or five months I gave myself made creating art so easy so i knew like this piece was this this art design like for enigma for example was the bear the fox the sparrow and i had those keywords and i was like also i want mushrooms in there 
I'll, you know, like I, I added like the plants I wanted and, and then I just So you kind of put some bumpers on it for yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, and I, I didn't, like I also didn't commit, like I, I could let go of ideas if I really, when I start drawing them, I don't like this. I'll add, I'll subtract, I'll resize, I'll redesign it as I go. But at least having some sort of like starting point was so, so helpful for creating my art. So that's kind of how it goes now. I have ideas in my head. I have my keywords and then I'll create art digitally. And then when I go to wood burn it freehand, I do it in pieces. So you'll see it on most of my videos. And with this piece, like I, I do the cat, I do the cat first and then I did the rose and I follow the art that I've digitally created, but I also allow myself to, okay, I really need more flowers here or I got to put the details here instead of here. And like, I change it as I would burn it instead of committing to the whole digital piece and say sketching that on and then wood burning it all, I'll do it in pieces so I can still change it. And it feels very creative and there's still that freedom of creating in the moment. So and for me, that, that's, that gets me excited. <laughs> and as you're, as you're doing it, you're, you're just continuing to find that like inspiration. Yes. And, and using that, reference digital photo that I have created that mock-up of what I do want to wood burn I use that but then I just go for it and just see what happens yeah and so does yeah. the, the name the name and that theme come first and then yes, the piece yes. comes out of that yes 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 I I realized naming my art pieces before I even uh start drawing them digitally is so helpful for me ah wow, that's really cool yeah different I think because I I even seen on social media, some artists, they have this beautiful art piece finish and they go, what should I name it? Help me find a title, you know? So I know people do art and then they try and figure out what it means to them. But I, I, I find that meaning and that inspiration first. And I use that as my motivation to drive wherever that artwork takes me. Yeah. Yeah. So this year that you're spending focused on creativity, is that you're spending this year and then you're like, is that you've got one piece a month you're trying to do, or are there a couple collections? What does this year of creativity look like for you? The first half of the year was um, my organized chaos collection. And I knew going into it that I had um, three or four pieces that I really wanted to get done. And based on the size, I say okay this one I want to know I want to do and these pieces weeks. ended up being huge yeah and like Enigma was huge it was like four feet and I think that one took me like five weeks because not just wood burning but also uh filming because marketing my art like it is a business I do want to sell these pieces and I right. love sharing I love sharing the progress and and the journey because I enjoy watching other artists share their journey and I, you know so I'm just inspired in that way to, to do the same and that takes a long time so I have to include that into my schedule like filming it and strategically filming it you know not just put the camera on it's like find the angle what part of the artwork you know will look really good in a, in a video so it's definitely all strategy and yeah, it's so much work and planning, but staying organized. So yeah, definitely the size of the art will dictate, you know, my idea for how long it will take. And I, I kind of do a schedule based on that and then know that I can commit to that and stick within the release date uh, time to get it done. Yeah. So, so again, you're putting up those bumpers. You're like, this, yeah. this is, we're going to do this and we're going to do it by this time, even though nobody's actually saying, court, you have to have something done by June 1st. Right, You're like, right. I need something done by June 1st. Yes, it's like a discipline. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I give myself a lot of extra time, too, because I have to seal the wood. I have to uh, prep the, the art for shipping if it does sell. So I need to know if I have the right size boxes. I need to know the shipping costs. Like Enigma costs me over $500 to ship you know, stuff like that, because it's so big, and it's heavy, and, like, so there's so much prep to even get it online to sell it, and I want to be prepared, so when I make a sale, it's ready to go, and so anyway, as a factor in, just so, so much behind the scenes stuff that you don't yeah. see on social media into that deadline that I create for myself, so. And how do you keep yourself organized within that? Do you use apps? Do you have a spreadsheet? Do you do it on paper? 
How do you keep yourself um, sorted? I on have that? I have a planner. Um, I'm very much in my head. <laughs> like I, I keep a lot up there. Um, and I think that helps me, um, <laughs> staying organized and yeah, it just, it's in my head and I stay on schedule, but I definitely do like for big, big things. I will write it down on dates, like deadlines and stuff like that. So I absolutely do not forget, but I do have a pretty good idea of the flow of my work and what I can get done in one day. And yeah, it's pretty busy because I'm, I'm balancing not just my art, but I have another job and I have a family. I've got two young boys and, you know, so my art isn't my entire life. It's just part of my life that makes my whole life better. Like I have so much right. personal life that I don't share, um, you know, so there's a lot. It's a lot to stay organized, but, you know, I, I make it work. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you do it, it on the planner if you have to, but mostly it's in your head because yeah. mom powers mom powers for sure and I've also I'm at a point now too where my plate isn't super full it sounds so busy but you know I'm I'm doing a lot less so like even this year I've committed to um just my own art so I'm not doing commissions this year and I did say that I was going to open them in September but now I'm like you know I can't like I'm going to be distracted. That's too much for me. I'm going to just focus on my own art and I want to offer commissions only when I'm not distracted and I can totally focus on commissions because creating art for someone else is like a feeling like no other. It's, it's so different than creating your own artwork because you're making someone else's day, you know, you're, it, it's so meaningful to someone else. So I want to, make sure that I can prioritize that my time and energy to that when it works better and it just doesn't work this year. So I only, I'm only doing my own art. So I really don't have a lot going on. Um, I love yeah. to hear you say things like it just doesn't work this year. Like, you know yeah. what you can do and what you're capable of. And you're yeah. just like, this, this is what I have capacity for. Yes. And that's really, that's, that has been a learning curve because I have felt that burnout. I have felt that stress of business and, you know, your priorities get all mixed up and you, you know, what, how can I make the most money? What can I do to make more money? You know, stuff like that. But then it's like, you lose focus of like, why you even made this a business? Like, cause you love wood burning. Like if you stop loving wood burning, you're not, you're going to start to resent it because it's going to be a stressful part of your life and yeah I, I never want to go back there so now I'm I say no a lot and I I make bold decisions like that like I said I was going to do commissions and now I'm not and I changed my mind and you know what I changed I my mind that. and that I'm just you know suppressing that people pleaser in me and we're going forward because I'm going to be happier and I'm going to be able to offer commissions better by doing it this way. When Once you've had your 12 months of creativity and yeah. just finished what's trying to get out because there's something trying to get yes, out. Yes, right exactly. Now. Exactly. This, this art and creating my own art this year has been an amazing experience. Like so crazy to say as an artist after seven years of doing art that I'm finally enjoying <laughs> making my own art, but Really, it's been it's been awesome, and I'm just yeah. I want to keep riding this wave. Yeah. Do you yeah. usually have a whole bunch of like a number of pieces happening at once, or is it one nope. piece at a time? One piece at a time. Yep. All my energy and focus go into it because, like I said, I'm in my head a lot. So, a lot of my visualizing and making of the art piece is actually in my head. Like I do a lot of editing and altering in my head. I, I have a very good like visual. I can visualize things like the imagery, like yeah. pretty, pretty precise. And yeah, a lot of it is in my head. So, you know, I'll be thinking about it often and I just focus on just one thing. Um, and that makes me not feel so crazy. <laughs> sure. That yeah. makes sense. And yeah. you said that you're still using your Walnut Hollow Versa tool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Have you tried Absolutely. out loads of others and this is the one you always come back to? Yes. Like, so I use my razor tip in my art as well i use both i use both equally but with the creative versa tool it i don't i don't usually show it in my videos so it looks like i never use it but i can do a whole artwork with this tool 
but I cannot do a whole artwork with the razor tip. Oh, okay. Like this, yeah, so this is my shading, outlining, line work. You can get some details in there, you know, some textures. And it looks like that's the universal tip. Yes, the universal tip's the only one that I use. Can you see that there? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then my razor tip I use, and I only started introducing it last year into my work. Um, so I'm still kind of learning what I can do with the razor tip and trying out different pens. Um, so if I, can I explain like my whole process please, for wood burning a piece? Please do. So I will always start with my universal tip, um, or yeah, my universal tip on my Creative Versa tool and I'll do outlining um, with the very, very top sharp point and all my shading, all my base shading, all my light shading, dark shading, um, black shading is all with this because I can get it really flat and matte. And, and because the, when, the Versa tool holds heat really well. Yeah. And, and I'm really heavy handed. So like I'm burning like this uh, cat piece on birchwood and it's the, I want to say face grain or whatever. It's like a really, the, the, yeah. the grain is very, very hard to um, burn. So you have to be real heavy handed and go real slow. And this tool is just so durable with that. Whereas if you like try to press in a really hot razor tip pen, it just breaks. Um, so yeah, I love, love shading with the, the Creative Versa. And then when I want to come in and sharpen details and add textures, um, I will use my Pen 7L by razor tip and etch away etch away on top so it's like the so you'll have like a shaded layer. area and then you you use that to put more texture in yes and sharpen any outlines and yeah and then my new favorite maybe oh yeah there it is is this pen it's like their tiniest little ball point you probably oh can't goodness, see it yeah. there's like a tiny 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 ball on the top of this pen so when it heats up it kind of draws like a pen more so than a knife blade um and it's good for drawing outlines like freehand if i want to draw like a freehand mushroom i can draw like the outline really easily with this um so i love that that's the pen nine nine point zero zero four and you and, have all um, these memorized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Amazing. Um, yeah. And then also I have like the 7L uh, pen. These are 7L pens and you can see that they're skewed. So like this one I'll use for some shading and it's just bent into the perfect bend for shading. This one fell on the floor. It is a right angle now. Oops. <laughs> and I'll use, I've, I've, instead of throwing it out, or getting it fixed, I'm just like, hey, what can I shade? How does this pen burn now? And now I use it in my work that way. <laughs> so I have a bunch of the same pens. They just are bent differently, and I use them for different things. It's so, nice yeah, to be able to, my, to yeah. adjust it for you. Yeah. Yeah. So then after you've burnt the piece, what's the process? Uh, after I burnt it, I have to make sure that it's, complete before I seal it so I have to commit to okay this is the final art piece no more burning because once you put that finish on there's no re-burning it over the finish um so yeah I commit to the art and then I seal it uh my go-to is Danish oil especially if I'm working with cherry wood or maple um but for birch these birch rounds I've used a clear polycrylic and it doesn't darken the grain or make it go yellowy. And I, I prefer the color. So I'll use clear polycrylic for um, birch. And then why the Danish oil for like specifically cherry or? Da Danish oil is like a warm color. So if you were to actually just look in the can, it's yellow. Um, and so cherry wood's already a warm wood that has like some yellow, brown, lots of red. So when you pour Danish oil on cherry wood, it just makes that wood go from like a dull beige to just like this vibrant red and brown. And I, I just find it absolutely gorgeous. And it just really enhances the grain. Yeah, that makes and the sense. the tones of the wood. It, yeah, so it just works well with that specific wood color. And then mm -hmm. once, once you've got the finish on and you've committed to it's done and I'm ready to post it and sell it and how do you decide 
what to sell it for? Is that number like calculating the whole time you're doing it? What, how do you get there? Yeah. So this, like, like, again, this is my first year kind of selling my originals in such a way that I want it, my art to be fine art, um, you know, for collectors or, you know, just kind of have that, um, <clears throat> that like identity to them. So yeah, it was so hard for me to price my work. Um, I, my best advice that I received was from my dad and he said, because he's a businessman, he has his own business and he said, you have to take emotion out of your pricing strategy. And I was like, all I've done is try to is be like, put love and emotion into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like my whole art was based off of my emotion. Now, like I have to value that. Like, and so I was like, okay, that makes sense because I'm trying to be like intuitive. I'm trying to be like, if I were a customer, what would I pay? Like, but it's like, I'm not my customer. You know, that's no. not, I'm not my target audience and I can't decide whether my art should be based off of how I feel I would buy it. Like, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like I'm putting way too much emotion into deciding the price. So I was like, if there's no emotion, he's like, you need a formula. Like you need a formula that you can give to all your artwork so that it like it, it, it works. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, so there I am. Like, what's my hourly rate? How am I going to cover all my costs of my website, my marketing, my time to do video, my time to ship, my shipping materials, my pens that I've broken and had to replace, you know, electricity bill, just everything, everything had to be calculated in. And I was like, whoa, like now that price that, you know, I enter in all of that information, like that price is so much money. Like I, like I've never asked for the price that I asked for these works before. For me, asking for money is so unnatural. So it was it's, so it hard. It feels so hard. Yeah. It's so hard because there's that component and there's the fear of being rejected. Like someone telling you, no, 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 your art isn't that valuable. You know, so there's this whole fear and there's this pressure. Like having grown my following so much, I'm like, there's like an audience like waiting to see if I sell or not. Like it just, I, I just really work myself up about pricing. And um, kind of a crazy story. So for Enigma, because um, that's the most expensive piece I've ever sold. So when I was putting the videos out before the release date, um, I had someone reach out to me um, wanting to buy Enigma. And he was a player in the NBA. So he's someone like very popular. I was like, oh, like that's super super you're like you're you're someone with money (laughs) yeah exactly and honestly I didn't know who he was but I saw he had a blue check so I was like who are you you know google wikipedia I knew his salary um and I was like okay like that's that's exciting like he can probably afford the price I give him but at that time I didn't even have enigma finished or sealed so I told them you know when I when I do finish it and I seal it I'll send you pictures I'll send you the info so I I finished it and in that time of before even telling him I was like what am I going to price it because now I have this you know this opportunity to really test where I can value my art and not in a sense like take advantage of knowing he had lots of money but knowing that it was like a safe place for me to throw out a number and see what happens um, so that kind of helped, but there was this huge fear of rejection. I'm like, someone that could definitely afford it, if he goes, you know what, nah, you know, it's I don't think it's worth that much or whatever. I just had this huge fear that he was going to reject. And so anyway, I, I sealed Enigma. I sent him the dimensions. I sent him the price. I said $8,000. And he was like, oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I was like, let okay, me get my checkbook out. Like, <laughs> like, I will send you the invoice. Like, I just, I have a couple things back end. I got to do, I'll send it to you in a couple days. And so after a couple days, I sent him the information and he was like, oh, I'm really sorry, fam. But it's like, I, I can't buy it right now or it's not going to work out or however he put it with like some sad emojis. I was like, no worries. Because I, like I'm assuming that at that time, those few days, his team actually got kicked out of 
the playoffs or whatever because I was like watching oh. and um and and one of the animals in Enigma he was really connected to and I think that like in hinting like that was part of his team um yeah. so anyway he, it didn't work I was like no worries and I didn't say this to him but I was like so grateful I was like so thankful that that whole experience happened I was so thankful for him and um, I was like, hey, now, now I have a second chance. Like, I got to put out Enigma, eight grand online. Let's see what happens. Because I was already feeling better. I was like, you already said yes, like immediately. Like, okay, Enigma, like, 8,000, no problem. But then there's like still the fear of rejection. But That then, like nice Enigma, little gut check. Yeah, yeah. But then Enigma sold in like 10 minutes putting it online. And I was like, 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 like it felt good to sell it. Obviously, making money allows me to continue woodburning and providing these services. But to but it was the whole there was an obstacle, this like fear of rejection and this like belief that, you know, I wasn't valued at this. And it just like this whole experience solidified for me that like, no, like you had a formula for your art. You got paid your time. You got paid your your worth and your skill. And that felt really good. Like it really solidified and like I'm just so 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 grateful for that experience because now moving forward I'm like yes I have to price my art at what it's valued even if that number is crazy crazy and if it doesn't sell it's okay because now yeah. I know that when I use that formula it it's fine like your art has to be priced at what it's valued and that whole experience taught me that and yeah I'm just it was really cool because like I was feeling some big feelings and to overcome those, uh, that was the best thing that I've gotten out of my art was like, I got to trust myself and believe in myself. And yeah, I, uh, it, was, it was really cool. That is, that's an amazing story. And that, and that like reminder that you are not your audience and you are not your, the, the person who you're buying for your budget yeah. doesn't impact what mm-hmm. you're selling your art for yeah because I've never spent that much money on buying anyone's art nor maybe would it will I ever like I don't know but I had to definitely remind myself that I can't decide my art based on or the value of my art based on like what I think it should be valued there has to be a formula and it has to make sense and it's a business and you do need to get paid for your time and all the years that resources materials everything yeah oh everything has to be factored into that price and it's probably gonna feel really scary maybe uh, unnatural and maybe you don't think that price should be that high or whatever but go for it like you never know you never know yeah that that is amazing and let's take a real quick break here and we'll be back in just a moment okay sounds good Right. And I'm back now with Court O'Reilly from Hippie North. Now, Court, we, t- we were talking a little bit during the break, and you were mentioning uh, one of the questions that I had here was, how do you find your customers? And I, I stopped you before you told me because I wanted to get it <laughs> recorded here for everyone else yeah. to hear. Okay. So getting customers. Um, this was a learning curve for me. And... Um, a couple of things. I'll just kind of list some things off. Um, growing a following, I realized, is not the goal. So having more followers does not equate to more customers. I know as the artist and the person creating all this art and offering like commission services and all this stuff, I only have so much time that I can make these things. So when I started seven years ago, I still only have the same amount of time today to create the same amount of work as I did seven years ago. Yes, my prices have increased, but I only had maybe 5,000 followers, you know, starting off year one, and I still was able to fill my orders. I can fill my orders today, but having more followers doesn't mean, you know, more orders. You still have to focus on um, just kind of the quality of what you're offering. Um, right. And so to, to, to get customers, I'm using social media. So I 
I've had to learn the game. So for Instagram, Instagram is my main one, but I am on all of them. And, and um, all of those places, you're hippie north, hippie underscore yeah. north, or just is that right? hippie north. north. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you have to kind of learn the game. You have to work with the social media platforms. So right now, reels are big. Um, and learning what kind of content to even be posting. So my strategy um, this year with posting my original pieces is I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to create videos and content that bring the audience along for my journey. So instead of just showing one picture or one video of a, like a process of one piece and then the final piece, I was like, I'm going to do it in sections because this is me working smarter, not harder. I only have to film, you know, a portion of this artwork and then I can post it and then I have content and then I can, you know, maintain the algorithm or whatever. Right. And the next week, instead of like trying to bust out of art piece just to, you know, get a weekly post and no, thank you. That is yeah. way too much work. So I'm like, okay, I'll just do it in sections and I need to make sure that I am making an emotional connection with my audience. So there's got to be some sort of like you're following along with that piece because it resonates with you. You mm -hmm. need to get the attention of your audience and have them connect to the piece. Like not me as the artist. Like I really try and stay out of my my artwork like I don't share a lot about my personal life a lot of people don't really know who I am but they know my art and that's my goal I want you to like connect to what I make so I do it in sections and I have it build up I want you to get excited about what this final piece is going to look like and so that's sort of my strategy with that is just like kind of having this storytelling and this building process of just one art piece and then together everyone can see it at the same time, like the grand finale or whatever. And, well, and, having... and I've watched that, you know, you'll, you'll do like, okay, here's the first bit that I'm burning and here's yeah. like a middle bit. And then, okay, this is the last bit, but I'm only going to show you a corner of it. Yeah. yeah. And then here's the finish on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps. It helps. So then I can, I, my goal is to post at least once a week. Um, I'm, I'm tired of, you know, trying to keep up with post every day, post every other day or whatever. It's a lot of work. Tell you, this is too much work. And it's worked for me. I can post every 10 days and my engagement is the same. You know, you don't have to follow those rules. Do what works for you and it will work. And I think one of the biggest advices to like having those videos um, and pictures kind of go viral, I guess, is to have like a wow factor in your video. So I like to, like I said, show a little bit of burning and then the end is like the reveal. Even if it's just half of the artwork finished, it's just like this buildup and then this wow factor um, so that your content is like shareable. Cause art, art's different. Art isn't like giving advice or something funny, you know, that people share memes and send each other. It's like, no, you gotta have some sort of wow factor or shareable factor or a learning something that thing. makes people like, go oh yeah 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 and so far that 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 process has worked for me um and I, I know that just because people have said like I get so excited for your art can't wait to see the next piece loving how this one's looking you know can't wait to see it finished so, so you got people coming along that. the journey with you yeah yeah so I I know it works I'm going to stick with that for right now and I always like trying new things and being creative. Um, but yeah, definitely just getting the audience connected to what you're doing. That emotional, establishing that emotional connection is really, really helpful um, when it comes to sharing art and then trying to sell it. There's got to be yeah. a reason why they want to buy it. Well, yeah. and, and has that audience then helped you because you just, you wrote a book last year. Yes. Has that helped you with the book? And I mean, I have a copy of it at home and I've enjoyed working through it. I told my sister, I was like, get it for me for Christmas. This is the thing oh. to get for Christmas. Awesome. Yeah. So the book that process was uh, something completely different than making art or sharing art. Um, the book was more secretive. So I couldn't really like share a bunch of the process as I was creating it because it was kind of like per, as per contract. You then know, you're like, gotta, well, like, then what's the point of writing a book? Yeah. So, but yeah, man, that book process, that was, um, that was a lot of work. That was 
that was me using my daily planner and my calendar and writing <laughs> so I stayed on schedule because because you wrote you wrote contracts. you wrote the like the in the um techniques and wood information and all that stuff and then you had yeah. a bunch of projects at the back yes so you so, had to make those too yeah so the book like I was that was that was that was a lot of work that was a lot of work that was I had to yeah be very strategic in my projects that I had to make up and each one had to kind of flow into the next you know skills had to build um and also, I was responsible for writing all the content. So I had to, you know, do my research, get my facts right, all my wood, all my materials. I was responsible for all my photos. I edited all the photos. Um, I had to wood burn all the projects and take progress pictures throughout. And then I sent all that material to my team every week and they would put it into the format of a book. But yeah, man, that was a lot of work. Um, I also just had my son so when I started writing my book he was three months old oh my gosh yeah and I was there's, there's a little bit of stuff happening in life at that there's moment just like a little bit yeah so I definitely used my planner to you know stay on track Don't plus you have me. that like postpartum mom brain that's like <laughs> oh which which day of the week is it what way is up yeah I'd like to get through that book it wasn't stressful it was just a lot of work and it was a lot of discipline and staying just on schedule really because if I didn't I wouldn't meet deadlines and I wouldn't have had a book and, and so you had time. a contract so, so somebody had reached out to you and said hey will you write this book yeah it wasn't you I would, I'm gonna self-publish no I didn't self-publish I didn't have the money to invest up front to like per, uh, print a bunch of books um and that was never the idea I just had a lovely lovely lady reach out to me her name was Peg and she was a publisher I was being commissioned by a bigger publisher to write a wood burning book. And yeah, her team was just amazing. It was just, it was a really, really wonderful experience. Um, it was just a lot of work. I'm happy but yeah, to she hear reached that. out to me. Yeah. And then yeah, contracts and all that good stuff. So anyway. Yeah. Well, that is, that's cool. And yeah. I mean, look here. We, wood burning workshop. I should probably like say what it yeah, is. Yeah. The wood burning <laughs> wor workshop by Court O'Reilly. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I will put a link to that down in the show notes so people can go check that out. Awesome. And, and you know, with all of this that you're doing, wood burning, another another job and being a mom, you're kind of busy. What do you do to take care of yourself? Um, I have some time in my day, some days. <laughs> and if I am... You know, I'm so go, go, go. I'm up on my feet. Um, wood burning allows me to sit and relax. So I also blend. Oh, and like, there was one I'm working, thing. Yeah, yeah, go. I yeah. wanted to ask you because I've seen you work at an easel. And most people I see yeah. work at a desk. Yes. So what so, what got you working at an easel instead of a desk? Uh, Enigma was my first piece that I worked at an easel because it was four feet tall. And I like to be directly in front of my wood not off to the side. Um, so the only way to wood burn directly instead of hovering over a table at a weird angle just so I could reach the top of it, like the easel made sense to me. And um, yeah, so I just I decided that I would film. That This is another strategy was that I will film some of the art on the table. So you see like a table artwork being done. And then I also filmed it um, standing up on the easel so then I had two different videos and it just like allowed for completely different content but the same uh artwork so it was yeah just like, you know it, just more content to share more content yep everything yeah, so can that was be content strategy there yeah um uh, yeah, yeah so back to back to you and your self-care <laughs> yes um where was I sometimes sometimes <laughs> sometimes I have time in my day I do use my wood burning as self-care. Like I truly love wood burning and I'm at a place now where I, you know, it is a business and that, but I really, I just, I'm doing it for me and it makes me happy. Um, and so, yeah, so self-care, definitely the wood burning. I get so energized when I get to wake up in the morning. I'm like, yes, today is a wood burning and filming day. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so there's that, but if it's not wood burning, then it's just, 
watching a movie or sitting because my life is so crazy that it's good to get out of my head and like you know yeah, just relax yeah. you get just the boys relax. down and you're like oh time totally. to just Imagine chill this, yeah chill time and yeah just I think relaxing for me is just not doing anything <laughs> yeah just sitting on the couch and like breathing <laughs> breathing yes and yoga meditation that is a huge part of my life and just knowing how good breath work is and pranayama and all these breathing techniques and meditation. And I do, I do, even if it's five minutes in a bathtub, I can just like re-regulate my whole system and just, yeah, nourish. Even if it's yeah. five minutes, it's so it, it It is amazing what it can do. Even if it's like everybody listening, stop and take two deep breaths right now. Put your hand on your chest and just relax your shoulders, relax, relax everything. Um, yeah. Mm. so so good so yummy so yeah so that's it I don't that's have it. I mean I yeah. actually booked I actually booked a spa day that is coming up in a couple of weeks I get yes full day of spa eight till six just oh my me. gosh just I, you oh, I am looking forward to that yeah that... I, I I thrive going solo for you know self-care things like that like a whole day to myself no phone just I, just, I, yeah. just you getting pampered yeah. love that idea so yeah, yeah stuff like that stuff like that I do worth it absolutely yeah yeah all right well now it is time to play my favorite game here on peak pyrography okay and that is deserted island so we're gonna leave you on a deserted island to do some wood burning and you have with you one burner one nib one type of wood and then one extra thing that you're like I can't burn without this what are those things for you so what kind of burner are you using mm. <laughs> just one I'm gonna say the creative versa tool by walnut hollow and then which nib is on that universal nib the universal nib yeah mm -hmm. and what wood are you burning on cherry wood cherry mm-hmm a good one why cherry just because i'm curious why oh because it's a it's a hardwood but it's not super hard um so it burns like butter um the burning sticks into the wood so well i haven't had problems with any fading i love the smell I, it just it, it just burns so well like i've never had a, a better wood amazing and i love the look of it i just love it, it. I love it's the gorgeous it is it's, it's very gorgeous and then what is that one extra item that you're like, I can't, I, I have to have it with me when I'm wood burning? <laughs> so you said deserted island. I would need sunscreen if I was wood burning <laughs> on a deserted island. Me and my Irish skin are just like not fans of the sun. But in terms of wood burning uh, tools, I will, I would, I'll bring my little mini torch. Oh, cool. But yeah, so it's a butane torch just for those big... Shaded big areas. dark areas. I love it. Yeah, I use I use that often for big uh, shaded areas. Does it give you kind of a different texture than your your normal shading does? It kind of does. It kind of like puts this like blue reflection on it, and then I'll have to like go over with my tool to like I don't even know what what's happening, but to like soften that reflection. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It just speeds up the process for me. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I, which when you're doing pieces that are that big makes total sense yeah yeah um and then I like to have a moment here where we talk about the incredible supportive community that we have around us as wood burners and who are three accounts and it they don't have to be wood burners but who are three accounts that you think everyone should be following and they could be businesses or uh just individuals artists not artists whoever can I also talk about them yes please okay so I chose three accounts that I am very inspired by the artist. So first account is Avalyn um, of Avi. Do you have the... Avbert Impressions? Yes. Is that the one? Yes, Avbert Impressions. And I think I remember reading a post. Her, You pronounce her name Avi because it rhymes Abby. with Avi. Yeah, so Avi. 
So I'm going to call her. So Abby, Abby Brain Impressions. Yes. Um, she is, I believe she's over 70 and she talks about ageism, being an older individual, especially on a social media platform. And she, her message is like, you're never too old to have fun. And I was just like, I adore you. You, you make incredible art. She makes amazing wood burning art that is realistic, uh, people portraits, animals, and you can see in her art how passionate she is, how patient she is, how much detail she puts in. And I was like, I got to keep the fire alive, this creative fire in me. Like, I want to, I want to be like Abby, you know, yeah. that, that, like she, she is so inspiring and she's just like the grandma of Instagram and the wood burning community. And I just, I really adore her and respect her. Um, so she is definitely an account to follow. Um, I also have, I think it's Alex, uh, Alex Peter, Peter. Idoko. Mm-hmm one and he is a Nigerian artist um, lives in Nigeria and he is inspiring to me too because I mean he creates amazing realistic portraits on large pieces of wood um, with fire so I believe he uses a torch wood burning tools charcoal and a razor blade incredible artist but for him what inspires me is he uses his culture his life his experiences and he creates a message and shares that in his artwork um it's usually portraits of nigerian people and it's just to me just so inspiring to see someone that just uses their art to share something bigger than you know just what their art looks like there's this huge message behind it and he does a lot with his art too goes and puts them in galleries i think he was just recently in london like so like super super cool artist and then Chris Burkard, he is a photographer, um, pretty famous, pretty well known in the photography community. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him. Um, he is so passionate about Iceland and you can just see through yeah. his photos and what he writes in his caption. He just loves what he does. He loves photos. He too uses his art, his photography to do bigger things than just what the picture is. Like he uses it to help um, charities or, you know, whatever it is. And, he, and and I also read that he put on one of his captions that he's colorblind. Oh my goodness. And he has these amazing, perfectly colored pictures that are just like composition. And anyway, he says he never like adjusts colors in Photoshop, it's just, uh, you know, he plays with whatever, the tones or whatever. Saturations and, yeah. Yeah, like, and I was like, what? And it's like, no matter if you love something so much, nothing's going to hold you back. Yeah. And anyway, he, so I went to Iceland and I just, like, found this, like, I just love Iceland so much. And having connected to his pictures and he goes to Iceland, like, so many times a year because he loves the people and the culture. And he's there now. And he's doing work with this volcano and helping the community. And he does it through his art. And I was like, ah, like they're doing something bigger than just making a piece of art. You know, they're using their art to share their message all through these accounts that I've shared today. So I was so for me this year, I was like self-discovery. Like, what is my message? What? Right. You know, like I've created so much art for other people. But when I make art, what is my message? What am I trying to say? Who am I? And it's just this whole this whole process for me this year so, do you feel like you're starting to find an answer there uh, I don't know yet I think okay. so. I really do um I really do but I don't have it in in words right now no no but yeah. we're only we're only just over halfway through the year you've got plenty of time yeah yeah so but yeah that's like that's my mission that is definitely my intention with uh making art is seeing what I can do something a little bigger than me you know yeah oh that's amazing yeah that's amazing and you've shared so much so already but is there like one top tip or trick or thing that you're like yeah I think everybody would would learn would find a lot of value in this um what's worked for me I've already said it work smarter not harder I think it's so simple maybe cliche but it really hits home and if you really really love wood burning and you're loving what you're doing make sure that you are intentionally making decisions to keep loving it don't let yourself 
not like it. Because yeah, it does yeah. so many wonderful things for Bump those prices you. up or say no to some commissions or do what you need to do. Yeah. 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 Just yeah, keep loving what you're doing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you've got you you have your creative journey that you're on right now and a couple more uh, collections that you're putting out this year. Is there anything else, any other journeys we can follow you on? Right now, no, just just this uh, new collection. Um, called Ominous um, and it's like a darker kind of more moody art that I'm <clears throat> kind of discovering um, and yeah that's kind of where I'm at now and I think my other goal that I haven't shared yet is that I want to move more teachings online so I'm hoping that by the end of the year I can fire up YouTube I have lots of ideas and lots of plans um, and also some master classes um, that I'm also working on. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm excited to see those come out and to check out the YouTube channels, add it to my watch list. And awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank well, you. thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. This has been so much fun. Thank you, Justine. I was looking forward to this for so long. So yes, thank you for even offering this like to the community and just like being that go to, to like, hear other artists like I, I had watched a, a couple of your other ones and it, it's it's so nice to hear the artist and the people speaking and their journeys and it's so inspiring so thank you for being like that hub for this I I'm happy to do it because selfishly I get to spend all this time with you guys yeah. and hear your stories firsthand yeah. you're doing what you love and yeah you can, tell. you can tell it shows well thank you thank you Geek Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios. If you liked today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share your comments with me on today's episode or any future episodes ideas on Instagram at Peak Pyro Podcast or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next.